Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed in the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. There's a strong link between sports and medicine. If you're not at the top of your medical game, you can't play well, or you just can't play. Welcome to Bruce the Sports Doc with medical expert Dr. Bruce Grossinger. This program looks at advances and breakthroughs in medicine and how it relates to sports. Plus, you'll receive preventative tips and analysis of sports injuries this week. Now, here's Bruce the Sports Doc. Welcome to the newest edition of Bruce the Sports Doc in Wiz City. I'm your host, Dr. Bruce Grossinger, and my co-host is Spencer the Wizard Grossinger. We're going to lead off today by talking about the NFL Week 3. And we're going to highlight a very serious injury for the center of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're going to talk about diagnosis, treatment, and prognosis. The player we're talking about is starting center Jason Kelsey. Prior to this injury, he was best known for having one of the best beards in sports. He was involved in the Eagles' 24-23 win over the Baltimore Ravens. And looking at the replay, it looked like a Ravens player rolled on his right knee. He was writhing on the field for some time. He stated that it was not really the pain as much as the fear that something seriously was wrong. And now, today being Monday, actually we're recording one day early, the MRI of his right knee is back and as your sports medicine doctor and pain doctor my job is to interpret the results for you and talk about the future for Jason Kelsey the Eagles head trainer is Rick Burkhalter and during the news conference Kelsey suffered two injuries a full MCL tear and a partial ACL tear. I'll define those terms. ACL is the anterior cruciate ligament. That's the ligament in the knee that basically stabilizes the knee from sliding forward and dislocating. So without an ACL, that is having a full tear, the knee will slide forward, dislocate, and fill up with fluid. The MCL stands for the medial collateral ligament. That stabilizes the knee on the middle part. And there is no uniform consensus about how this should be handled. This is a complex knee injury. According to Burkhalter, the first thing is to let the MCL tear heal. And this could take a series of four to six weeks. And that has to happen before they determine whether or not 
to do a repair on the ACL. If the ACL heals enough on its own with bracing and rehab, it's possible that Kelsey could return. My own prediction, having, again, I'm not a knee orthopedist, but a sports doctor. I don't do the surgery, but I manage many of these. It is my prediction that given this injury, they're going to let the swelling go down and wait four to six weeks for the MCL. And then he's going to, in my opinion, require a full repair on the ACL. And that will put him out for the season, allow him to rehab. And given his status, a very important job as a starting center for the Eagles, I think that you have to look long-term when you, when you treat a patient. And the idea of patching it up, bracing it, um, letting him go back, and certainly, you know, a very high chance of re-injury, especially in that job as a center where people are always going after your knees. Um, I'm fearful that this uh, very feisty player will be missing the rest of the season. Going around the league, one of the most important injuries, not that anybody is unimportant, but with respect to the football aspect, Aaron Hernandez, star tight end for the New England Patriots, had to leave the game with an ankle injury. He's expected to miss up to six weeks for the Patriots. This compounds the shocking loss where the Patriots came back only to see a missed field goal and their chance of beating the Arizona Cardinals. And this was certainly the upset of the week. The New England Giants have feisty little running back Ahmad Bradshaw, who was injured and had a neck injury. It did not look like, again, looking at the videos, and reading the injury reports, it did not appear to be a, uh, a serious or career-threatening injury, such as we saw last week with the Tulane uh, safety. This looked like a strain, a stinger, or possibly a soft tissue or disc injury. It appears as if Bradshaw, who missed most of Sunday's game, will likely miss the next game because the Giants, as you know, have a short week and they're going to be playing Cam Newton in the Carolina Panthers on Thursday night. So that's really one of the premier matchups. And the Giants, who um, had a tremendous game with Eli Manning throwing for almost 250 yards in the fourth quarter and nearly eclipsing Phil Simms' record of 513 yards, actually threw for 510 yards in an amazing comeback win over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So we're going to continue with the injury front. Firstly, we led off with Jason Kelsey. We talked about Aaron Hernandez. The full extent of his ankle injury is unknown at this time, whether this is a severe strain or a bony fracture. We will certainly keep you updated. We talked about Ahmad Bradshaw, injured neck. And we have two injuries to report from the Washington Redskins. Firstly, we have defensive end Adam Carricker, who appeared to suffer a severe knee injury. Initially, if you look at these injury reports, they're all listed as strains, and then the MRIs come out, and you see the full extent of the injury. A very substantial loss for the Washington Redskins is starting linebacker Brian Arakpo. 
not only a great player, but also a leader on the field. He tore his pectoralis muscle. That is, the pectoralis muscle is the main chest muscle on the left side. So this is a, uh, a very large muscle. It's a very severe injury. It's going to require surgery. And Brian Arakpo, linebacker for the Redskins, according to coach Mike Shanahan, will miss the rest of the season. And also, the injury to Adam Carricker, as I noted, was a quad tendon tear. And that's very similar, if you recall, the injury to Charles Barkley, where he suffered, he actually tore the quadriceps muscle, which is the muscle uh, which is just above the knee, inserting in the patellar. If you recall, Charles you know, suffered a full tear of the quadriceps. This is a quad tendon tear. The tendon, of course, is the, uh, is the portion which connects the muscle to the bone. So these are severe injuries and very substantial losses for the Redskins, losing a starting linebacker and losing defensive end Adam Carricker. Offensive tackle for St. Louis, Roger Saffold has a third-degree strain of the MCL. That is, by a strain, there's some torn fibers, but not a complete tear. Third degree is a high degree of a strain. So therefore, the MCL is a ligament that can be rehabbed, much more so than the ACL, which usually requires surgery. And so far, it is projected that Roger Saffold, offensive tackle, will miss at least four weeks. And according to Coach Jeff Fisher, Roger Saffold has an injury which is not season-ending, but it's very significant. Sean Green took a helmet-to-helmet hit in the game for the New York Jets, and he was subject to two tests on the sidelines, and another impact test on Monday. He did not have any residual signs of concussion. And this is great news for Sean Green and the Jets. Therefore, he underwent a battery of questions. And again, they have to do with whether he had headaches, fogginess, visual change, disequilibrium, disruption of sleep, mood changes. And he also underwent the impact test. And we've talked about the impact test a lot. We have to, uh, again... Pay credit. The impact test is trademarked from the University of Pittsburgh, Dr. Lowell and Dr. Collins. And the impact test is a approximately 30-minute test, which is taken by the athlete. There's a baseline in the beginning of the season, and it measures visual processing, verbal processing, reaction time, and motor speed. These are scored in their certain percentiles, and based on the results, It's determined whether or not there is objective evidence via the impact test for a concussion. And if there is evidence for a concussion, the impact test can be repeated and can be used to monitor certain treatment. In our practice, patients that have motor problems often get treated with a dopamine-like drug, which is called amantadine, 100 milligrams twice daily. Those with neurocognitive deficits are often treated with neurostimulant drugs, such as Vyvanse, Ritalin, or Adderall for a short period of time. Patients that have mood instability, which can be characterized by 
neuropsychological testing and evaluation, will often receive short-term courses of antidepressant medications such as fluoxetine, Wellbutrin, or Lexapro. And most importantly, we try to rest the brain. We try to encourage the athlete to avoid overusing electronic media, texting, uh, using the computer, twittering, if that's a word. Tweeting actually is better, more modern. And that should be avoided. So here you have it, an around-the-league summary, an injury report. And actually, uh, let me uh, correct an error I said earlier in this segment. We just finished week two. We're so glad to have NFL football back that, and there's so many games to report on, it almost felt like there were three weeks, but there are only two weeks. So as we come up, we're going to uh, launch into a, di- a deep analysis of uh, some fantasy ratings, some different teams, and Spencer the Wizard is going to take the lead as he dialogues with other people in this fantasy league. So we're all about football this time of year. This is Bruce, the sports doc. We want to thank Ray Ellis, the sports director for Voice America Sports. I want to thank all the listeners. We hope you're enjoying the show. Take a break. We'll be back in three. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Dr. Bruce Grossinger is a board-certified neurologist and managing partner of Grossinger Neuropain Specialist. Serving the Philadelphia and Wilmington, Delaware areas in the fields of sports medicine, pain management, interventional spinal surgeries, and occupational medicine. Dr. Bruce is the director of the National Sports Concussion Program and works as a senior medical advisor for the National High School Coaches Association. We're involved in the propagation of increased safety measures in all levels of sports participation to render the games safer in terms of brain and spinal injuries. This involves education of athletes, parents, trainers, coaches, and administrators at the amateur and professional levels. Clinical consultations and treatment can be scheduled directly with Dr. Grossinger at 610-521-6063. Visit Dr. Bruce online at brucethesportsdoc.com. Again, for consultations and treatment, call 610-521-6063 or visit brucethesportsdoc.com. Want to experience football from the perspective of two former players who also have coaching experience? Tune in to Sports Info UM with Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword. We'll talk about the drafts, play-by-play, and even what's happening in the offseason. Daryl and Sam have the connections and the knowledge to bring you the inside stories of the game's past, present, and future. We'll cover the camps, on and off field, and everything else, football and beyond. Sports Info UM is heard Mondays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You are listening to Bruce the Sports Doc with Dr. Bruce Grossinger. If you have a question or comment about today's program, please call in at 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to bruce at brucethesportsdoc.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. 
This is the next segment of Bruce the Sports Doc. I'm Spencer the Wizard Grossinger. And right now we welcome to our show, on the phone line, Wes Kaminsky. Hello, how's it going, guys? <laughs> he's back again, and uh, he's back and better than ever. <laughs> Glad to be back, second straight week. Excited, excited for the segment. Absolutely, and this is a very, uh, it's a very interesting segment. We're going to try to really make it great because uh, for for pretty much the only time this year, me and Wes are squaring off in a fantasy duel, and we're going to go position by position, and we're going to preview our matchup, um, and it's going to be very exciting. I mean, we're going to be honest. We have to criticize ourselves, but we and praise our opponent. So uh, here it is, the rivalry of the century, right, Wes? Here we go. I'm ready. Here we go. So, uh, here, you want to take us out, actually? Take us out. On our no, um, Crazy Eyes Killer, which is, that's my team. We're, we're doing it against Chevy Runs Deep. Um, you know, we're coming off. We bounced back after a poor week one performance, and Chevy Runs Deep, Spencer, the whiz kid. Absolutely. Well, he struggled in week two. <laughs> so now, both of us are one and one, searching to get over 500. Let's get it started. It's a big game. Uh, Chevy runs deep in honor of my uh, new equipped Chevy Silverado pickup truck. Can proudly say I'm one of the only kids in the neighborhood that's rocking it. And uh, two teams going in opposite directions. Really a tail of the tape, a midseason game that will really shift the way that the teams go. So a big momentum game in the middle of the year. Huge rivalry game week three. So right now. Let's look at Crazy Eyes Killer. I'll let Wes Kaminsky, the visiting team, we'll just call you the visiting team. Um, and, uh, he opens up with none other than Philip Pivers. Philip Rivers. Gotta love him. Philip Rivers. Um, you know, he's a guy I picked. I was targeting him earlier in the year, and I had the choice between him, Peyton Manning, and I had to go with Rivers. I think he's gonna have a bounce back here, and so far, he's looked pretty solid for me. I have to. Chevy runs deep. Tony Romo. Big boy Romo. Uh, you know, so Philip Rivers, I have to give you credit with. I loved Philip Rivers this year also. Wes and I know that because we texted a lot before the draft started. And with Ryan Matthews still out of the lineup, I knew Rivers would be productive early. Coming off a huge week versus Tennessee last week, throwing three TDs to Rosario. Um, he's going against the Atlanta Falcons, but um, Rivers is very solid. And for me, I have Tony Romo. So two guys that are neck and neck in the rankings, and I like Romo also. I traded Jimmy Graham to get Romo, which was very ambitious. I gave him to young Gabriel. So looking at this one, uh, it was... It's a tough one. You know, we got Phillip Rivers going against the Falcons, who four interceptions, three interceptions against Peyton Manning already tonight Yeah, on ESPN. And then we have Tony Romo coming off a poor performance against the uh, Seattle Seahawks. Yeah. But, you know, the Buccaneers last year, if I remember, he had one of his better games of the year last year in Tampa Bay. Absolutely. I think it was on a Saturday night. So, you know, Romo's going to have a bounce-back week, home opener in Dallas. I might have to give the edge to Tony Romo. Absolutely. And, uh, he, Wes, here's the question. What's the number of yards that Tampa Bay gave up to their last quarterback that they played last well, week? It was, I believe, 500. 
510 yards. You're absolutely spot on. Eli Manning threw for 510 yards versus Tampa Bay. I agree. I'm taking my guy Tony Romo clearly because of the matchup. These guys are neck and neck. I'd rank them all square. But Tony Romo should have a huge week and tee off on Tampa Bay's D. So I guess you'll say plus one to me so far. Uh, And it's Chevy. Advantage Chevy runs deep. Okay, now we're gonna look at the wide receivers, and I'm I'm gonna take we're gonna take this slow. We're not gonna go two wide receivers. We're gonna go one receiver at a time, each receiver meaning a point. So Wes's number one receiver is AJ Green, a guy who I love, a sophomore receiver, so much upside. Talk about AJ Green. Yeah. Um... Similar to Rivers, Green was a guy I've been wanting since last year. Uh, I traded a break every year last year. I've tried to trade for him last year, and nobody wanted to get rid of him for good reason. And this year, I really like him. I think Cincinnati is a good team on the rise with Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton, similar. They got a similar connection to Stafford and Calvin. Obviously, obviously less lethal, but you know Dalton loves Green. And this year, Green's gotten off to a decent start. He, he had a touchdown last week, seven catches, 58 yards. And this week he goes up against the Redskins team who struggled last week against the Rams, gave up 16 catches to Danny Amendola. Uh, yeah, absolutely. So I'm looking for A.J. <laughs> Green to have his best game of the season. I, I agree with you because I was just going to mention Danny Amendola, who most people put on their fantasy benches. Um, no, my bench, actually. <laughs> There you go. You know, they made Amendola, you know, look like, uh, look like Wes Welker or Jerry Rice out there. I mean, 16 catches. Brandon Marshall. I mean, they made, they made Amendola look great. So, you look at AJ Green, he's, he's twice as talented and younger than Danny Amendola. So, I love him this week going for you. So, for me, I got, um, oh boy, sorry. Okay, sorry a little bit about that, and uh, we're right back to it. Just a little water break real quick. Uh, had to get that little uh, little cough out of me so I can really speak about Tory. My receiver, number one receiver, is none other than the deep threat of the Baltimore Ravens, the youngest Tory Smith. Now, when you think of Tory Smith, if I had to describe one word about Tory Smith's season, I think it would be underachiever. This guy... I really liked Torrey Smith going into this year because I liked Flacco in the no-huddle offense, and I liked Flacco to throw the ball and really spread it out. And you look at Baltimore's second-best receiver, Jacoby Jones, so I really like Torrey Smith, but he's going against a Patriots secondary. I mean, I guess the Patriots secondary is kind of vulnerable. Um, Wes, what do you think um, What do you think of Torrey? They've had a surprisingly good defense to start the year. Um, I mean, Tony Smith's always a great deep threat for the Ravens. And, um, you know, going up against A.J. Green, I'd have to probably give the edge. Too crazy, I'd kill him. Uh, yeah, so, that's 2-1. That's 2-1 Wes, and uh, I completely I agree because A.J. Green's going against a weak secondary um, in, the, in the Washington Redskins. Uh, Torrey Smith's going on Sunday night. Um, which is which is good because I love going. Uh, for players on Sunday night, Sunday and Monday nights. Exactly because also Wes, you're probably nervous because you know Tory Smith yeah, could course. come through, man. 
could scare you. Uh, in my opinion, no. I think Tory could actually get a touchdown this game and get like eight to ten points, eight to twelve. But I think AJ Green's ceiling so much higher. I definitely give you the win there. I'm I'm confident AJ will do great. Tory is more of a question mark. Yeah, and also in that game, I have to have Brandon Lloyd going in. As my That's your second receiver that kicks off our next topic. Let's go. Brandon Lloyd, B. Lloyd, New England. Um, I was pretty high on him this year, obviously, but it's been an interesting start for him. Uh, week one, he had a touchdown, should have got Brady missed him, and then last week, the whole offense struggled, but he did have eight catches. And he's going up against a Ravens defense who was pretty vulnerable last week, giving up, I think, over 400 yards to the Eagles. So I think Brandon Lloyd... I mean, it could be his breakout game. I don't know. Just, they have so many weapons on that offense. But now without Hernandez, someone's going to step up. Absolutely. So um, Brandon Lloyd, again, is like Torrey Smith. You know, I think that they're very equal. Your second receiver and my first receiver are very similar guys, deep frets. Um, and, you know, Brady went against the Arizona D. That's a lot better than people think. And Lloyd, I think, really has to step up his performance. So he's on the same boat as Torrey Smith. Um, Lloyd, again, has the – I don't know if he has that high of a ceiling. I mean, he has the potential to, again, get a touchdown and, and do decent, or he has the potential to not get any catches. So I'd rate Brandon Lloyd as a pretty good receiver as a second option, though. Um, my receiver as a second option definitely scares some people. And uh, this guy right here is really the backbone of my team, and his name is none other than the Braylon Edwards. For the yeah, Seattle Seahawks. I'm wondering why you still have him on your team, personally. Oh uh, yeah, uh, I, I, whatever. I mean that that jab is actually a pretty spot on jab, so I'm not going to get upset about it. Uh, I was definitely late to the parties with receivers. I was definitely focusing on the running backs and my quarterback and Tony Romo. This matchup, I think, this argument should stop now for me. I just got to hand it over to Wes and Brandon Lloyd. If Braylon Edwards happens to get three targets the entire game, I will be happy. And the free agent market is very open this week in my second receiver spot, 3-1 Wesley. And I'm um, also actually starting two other receivers while we're on the receiver topic. At my wide receiver tight end slot, I'm gonna, I went Dwayne Bowe. And then my other slot wide receiver running back, Reggie Wayne. So both of those guys, I'm looking for to have big weeks. And they, they've been solid all year for me. Definitely, we we still got a minute left, so um, we're gonna we're gonna hustle through these last two guys. Um, we got Wayne going up against. We're gonna continue this into the next segment a little bit as well. So hang tight. We're only halfway through our battle, um, but right now um, it's Reggie Wayne who's slotted against Percy Harvin. and uh, this matchup is definitely one we can discuss. Unlike the Braylon Edwards matchup. Yeah. Um, yeah. Percy Harvin's he's the number one weapon in that offense the Vikings. I know Adrian Peterson, but Peterson still coming back from injury and you kinda of give Harvin the, the nod for the Vikings offense. But he is going up against the San Francisco defense who shut down the Packers and then the Lions. So, um I don't know, but Harvin's a dangerous threat. He he gets carries in the backfield and he had twelve catches last week. So I I look for him to always have a big week. And then Reggie Wayne, who has been Andrew Luck's favorite target since um, taking over as quarterback for the Colts, going up to the Jaguars, and that's a, that's a coin toss matchup, I think. 
Yeah. Um, th- th- my opinion, <laughs> we're actually at the midway point of our matchup, and we're running out of time. We're up against a break for the segment. You're going to find out our pick right now. Right now, Wes is up 3-1 to one, um, in our fantasy matchup. And uh, when we come back, we're gonna see if we're gonna see if Chevy runs deep, um, has some depth to his team, and we're gonna see if he can come through here and um, and give Wes a run for his money in the preview. So uh, we're we're rolling here. Um, please stay with us. We're only halfway through. We still got a lot of interesting players to talk about. This is the matchup of the century. Wes Kaminsky, Spencer Grossinger. We'll be back in three. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Dr. Bruce Grossinger is a board-certified neurologist and managing partner of Grossinger Neuropain Specialist. Serving the Philadelphia and Wilmington, Delaware areas in the fields of sports medicine, pain management, interventional spinal surgeries, and occupational medicine. Dr. Bruce is the director of the National Sports Concussion Program and works as a senior medical advisor for the National High School Coaches Association. We're involved in the propagation of increased safety measures in all levels of sports participation to render the games safer in terms of brain and spinal Injuries. This involves education of athletes, parents, trainers, coaches, and administrators at the amateur and professional levels. Clinical consultations and treatment can be scheduled directly with Dr. Grossinger at 610-521-6063. Visit Dr. Bruce online at brucethesportsdoc.com. Again, for consultations and treatment, call 610-521-6063 or visit brucethesportsdoc.com. Kevin Lewis has been a student of the game his entire life, from Little League to the NFL. Tune in Wednesdays at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern, right here on Voice America Sports. Hustling with K. Lewis. It's not where you start, it's how you finish. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You are listening to Bruce the Sports Doc with Dr. Bruce Grossinger. If you have a question or comment about today's program, please call in at 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to bruce at brucethesportsdoc.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Spencer Grossinger, Wes Kaminsky, right in the thick of our fantasy preview. Percy Harvin and Reggie Wayne is really a toss-up, but the matchup, unfortunately, heads Wes Kaminsky's way. The Indianapolis Colts play in one of the weakest divisions in all of football in the AFC South, and they are playing a, a weak opponent in the Jacksonville Jaguars. I look for <clears throat> I look for Reggie Wayne to have a big week against Jacksonville. Reggie Wayne had a big week against Chicago defense. I don't think Jacksonville's a tough challenge. So yeah, I, I, I have to be biased, but I have to agree with you there. I think you know Jacksonville is no, it's no um, secret those teams a struggling team on uh, both sides of the ball. And Reggie Wayne has been good, solid, and I just I just have to give it to him solely based on that 
Harvin's going up against the 49ers. Yeah, again, that that's that's really the uh the dagger there in that argument is that Percy Harvin's going up against the Niners D, one of the most dominant defenses we've seen in the last 12 years. Nothing more has to be said uh, you know other than that. So again, Reggie Wayne add Wayne and right now West is up 4 to 1. Now here's a matchup, a wide receiver or a running back. I have Frank Gore, who has been a pleasant surprise to my team. Uh, he was a late-round selection, not the one guy I had in mind who's kind of an older player, but he's been a pretty prominent role on the Niners' offense, whose defense gives them the ball back a lot in the game. Yeah, um, yeah, I was not high on Frank Gore at all this season. I was, he was actually one of the – he may have been the main player that I was avoiding for fantasy this year, and he's been a, he's been a pleasant surprise. I think he had two touchdowns last week might be wrong but he's been yeah he's been really solid this year and he's going to be going up against Dwayne Bow of the Chiefs and you know I can't say that I ever have confidence starting anybody on the Chiefs uh the Chiefs are a really struggling team but Bo did have eight catches for 100 yards last week and two touchdowns so I don't know and he's going up against the Saints who look lost without their general Sean Payton yeah I mean the Saints defense is a Definitely missing some parts, but at the same time, they've had two horrible weeks, so that their motivation could be pretty high. This is a tough one because you really look for my team. This is, of course, I have to win this matchup with Frank Gore going against the Minnesota defense. And uh, Bo, of course, we can agree, has a higher ceiling. Dwayne Bow has potential to be a top five receiver in the game, and Frank Gore's his highest week will probably be an eighteen point week. Uh, it's a tough one, you know. I have to rely on the Saints' defense to shut down Bow, and uh, Bow can be Bow can be lost some weeks. So uh, it, this is another close matchup here in our pool. I'm gonna take Frank Gore just out of consistency. Uh, just and and again, I mean, if you win this matchup, it's not even gonna be close. Yeah, I mean, you, I mean, with Frank Gore, you know he's going to get the ball, and you just don't know with Dwayne Bow. Sometimes he'll disappear. Um, and Castle, you know, sometimes he just won't make anything happen. But it, I, I'd have to, I'd have to give the nod to Frank Gore, just based on I think that he's going to goal line kick touches. Yeah, definitely. So, all right. So Frank Gore is uh, is the pick there. So I get. So I need. A, I I win a desperate matchup four to two. But uh, but if Bo goes off against the Saints, I think it's lights out. Um, we look at the tight end position, and uh, I mean this is a pretty good matchup as well that we should analyze. Brandon Pettigrew. I'm not huge on Pettigrew. Um, the tight ends aren't that deep this year outside the top four. Um, he's going up against the Tennessee. Uh, Tennessee, I think, is one of the three worst teams in the league this year. They just haven't showed a lot of promise. And, oh, yeah, thinking about who Tennessee played last week, Rosario had three touchdowns. That has to be encouraging for you. A backup tight end on the Chargers had three touchdowns. Yeah, it's definitely encouraging because week one also played the Patriots and Hernandez and Gronkowski each had one touchdown. So the Titans look like they're really struggling against the tight end. So I look for Pettigrew to keep that up. Or at least I hope. Yeah, I like you in this matchup because my tight end is Jacob Tammy, um, who really had a great week one, and he's actually splitting time with Joel Dreesen, which is not an encouraging sign for owners. 
I'd love to, um, I like this pick at first earlier in the year because Peyton Manning and Tammy go back to their indie days. And I know how, and how Peyton can develop his receivers. And Tammy kind of knew the Peyton Manning way before the Denver guys. Um, so Tammy could have a good week. Um, Pettigrew is probably more consistent than Jacob Tammy. Um, and Tammy, though, this is really the deal breaker for me. He's going up against the Houston Texans. I think one of the best defenses in the whole AFC, and uh, they've just looked rock solid so far, even though they haven't played great teams. So, I mean, I'm thinking Pettigrew here, man. Yeah, I think, I think I mean, the other tight ends would, what would you call, lead fantasy football tight ends. So I think, you know, you don't really know what you're getting out of either of them. But just based on the Titan struggles against the tight end, I'd have to give the nod to Pettigrew as well. Right. So right now, Wes is up five to two, and now we're going to compare our starting running backs right now. Um, originally, I had Matt Forte as my starter, but he went down with a crucial injury last week. Um, did, it could sideline him four weeks. I think it was an ankle injury versus Green Bay. Matt Forte was really the, he, he actually truly is the backbone of my team up there with Romo. And my running backs I considered strong with Forte, but him going down is a big hurt for me. Yeah, um, you know, with Forte out, I'm actually going to plug in Michael Bush as my running back too. So I'm hoping that he can pick up the slack without, um, Forte in the mix, and I'm going to be starting him over Jamal Charles, who has been a huge disappointment for my team thus far. That's uh, that's interesting. Now, uh, just hearing that, that might actually perk up some trade discussion because I actually might need a running back um, now that Forte's out. But um, so far, we'll go. Um, so now that you mentioned um, Michael Bush as your as your second running back, um, he's going up against the St. Louis defense that. Um, He's going up against a St. Louis D that I, I like this year. St. Louis's D has been pretty stout. I, I mean, I think that they're a decent defense. Yeah, St. Louis. St. Louis. Jeff Fisher has the Rams being competitive this year, so I think I think the Rams are going to be a tough team to beat. Their defense has looked good. They looked good. they picked off Matt Stafford three times in Week One, and they gave RG three some troubles last week too. Um, not sure what to expect. Yeah, um, my running backs again are Steven Jackson, so um, it depends where you plug it. I mean, so Steven Jackson, I hope, can outduel Michael Bush in the number two running back department um, because he, he's a starter in St. Louis. I hope he gets the carries back. Uh, he had an injury last week, and this um, backup running back Richardson came in. I don't know if you're watching the Redskins game, but that was not an encouraging sign at all. Yeah, I saw that. I think, yeah, I think he was sitting with a groin injury, so... You hope for your sake he's going to be able to battle through that. Yeah, and uh, I need him to beat out Michael Bush, who's, again, backing up Matt Forte. I need him to do that. Um, again, just Steven Jackson is a guy I'd love to trade, though, because uh, he last week versus the Redskins, you look at the Rams, they put up 31 points, and you're thinking Steven Jackson had to at least have two touchdowns, and they were in the red zone quite often. And he just got stuffed every time by that Redskins D-line and didn't look that fast and didn't look that hungry. So I think he's a tradable guy, Steven Jackson. Yeah, definitely. So 
I'm looking for him to beat out Bush, so the running backs will split one and one because give give us your top player on your fantasy team right now. Give us your top yeah, player. Yeah, uh, coming in, my best player, the centerpiece of my team, the heart and soul of my team, going to have to be Ray Rice. I picked him third overall. Really lucky that he even slid to me at three overall. And, you know, it's the first year I've had Ray Rice, so um, I love him. And he's going up against the Patriots, who, as we mentioned uh, before, their defense has looked improved. But, you know, Ray Rice is the guy you have to start every week, and he's a guy that you expect big things out of. Absolutely. I mean, Ray Rice... uh... Ray Rice like exemplifies the word consistency in fantasy, and uh, consistency is a word that fantasy owners love, and they cherish consistent players. And Ray Rice is one of the most consistent players in fantasy football. Um, for for pretty much fantasy football has been around ten years. He's one of the most consistent players I've ever seen for the game. He's always going to get you close to a hundred yards, usually always a touchdown. Um, and he can explode too. His worst games are better than most his best games. So again, Ray Rice right there caps off West Kaminsky's team. Yep. And who is who? Who will be? Um, who will Chevy run deep and plug in well, with the injury? To well, point? we're probably going to have to look to the bullpen, and we're probably going to have to pick up a free agent, a guy who I selected in the draft pretty late that would hopefully fill a void right now. Kind of a wild card for me and kind of an attempt to really right the ship because my team right now definitely has some gaping holes, whereas Wes's is more stable. I like Rashard Mendenhall um, coming back. Pittsburgh runs the football. They're still ground and pound. Hopefully he can get back at it this week. He's questionable. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. But I don't know if he's going to make that big of an impact coming back, but he's a guy who could be serviceable for me. So, again, Wes Kaminsky in our, in our um, poll right now, um, he beats me 6-3, to three, so he doubles up my score. Uh, it should be a very exciting week of fantasy football. Um, and, and and right now that's our teams, that's our matchup. I'm very excited. We're going to give you the uh, – we're going to tell you what happens after week three as well. I'm looking forward to this matchup. Um, again, I need I need Steven Jackson to come through with Tony Romo, and I'm going to need a huge week, an overachieving week out of my squad this week to beat your powerhouse. Yeah, um, you know, we're hoping that we can keep up the streak. we got to keep it up, keep up the winning ways. We've won one, and we just got to keep it going one week at a time until we get we get to our ultimate goal, you know? <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, that is a proud owner right there. <laughs> That's a man on a mission right there, Wes Kaminsky. Man on a mission, yeah. It was a really tough season last year, losing in the semifinals because uh, I needed one point and Mike Wallace who just couldn't come through against that 49ers defense. Just, but just, bitter just, a, just a heartbreaker and a Gabe Kaminsky, actually. Uh, he waltzed in, the youngest competitor in our league, and he won. So right now the veterans are trying to kind of um, stick one to Gabe this year because right now he's on top of the pedestal right now in our league. Yeah, again, Gabe, Gabe and Gary Kaminsky who have been – teammates for five years they've won the league twice and they were the high score this week and you know they 
could be at it again. As I mentioned, I mean, those guys are some bad dudes. So, I mean, those guys know fantasy football. And, uh, again, if you missed it, Gabe Kaminsky unveiled his fantasy team. So, right now, you're more connected with the Champions League than ever before. So, uh, you should write down our fantasy league. I mean, uh, email the show, follow at Wes Kaminsky on Twitter, follow at Dad Kid Wiz on Twitter. Give us your input. We had a lot of fun talking about some fantasy football with Wes. We thank you again for stopping by and stopping through with City. Awesome. Um, yeah, we'll have the recap shortly next week. And Spencer, I wish you good luck. Yeah, man, absolutely. Best of luck to you. Um, in our fantasy, in our fantasy adventures. So, uh, thank, thanks again for listening, and uh, we'll be back in three. Uh, last segment coming up. So. Uh your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Dr. Bruce Grossinger is a board-certified neurologist and managing partner of Grossinger Neuropain Specialist. Serving the Philadelphia and Wilmington, Delaware areas in the fields of sports medicine, pain management, interventional spinal surgeries, and occupational medicine, Dr. Bruce is the director of the National Sports Concussion Program and works as a senior medical advisor for the National High School Coaches Association. We're involved in the propagation of increased safety measures in all levels of sports participation to render the games safer in terms of brain and spinal Injuries. This involves education of athletes, parents, trainers, coaches, and administrators at the amateur and professional levels. Clinical consultations and treatment can be scheduled directly with Dr. Grossinger at 610-521-6063. Visit Dr. Bruce online at brucethesportsdoc.com. Again, for consultations and treatment, call 610-521-6063 or visit brucethesportsdoc.com. Okay, sports fans, here's your opportunity to discuss football, America's favorite sport. On an annual basis, millions of people attend, watch, and listen to football, both pro and college. Ray Ellis Sports, an internet talk radio show, was developed with the fan in mind. Join host, former Philadelphia Eagles and Cleveland Browns strong safety, Ray Ellis, on Voice America Sports every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific for exciting, interactive football discussions from the fans' perspective. Tune in every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific to Ray Ellis Sports right here on the Voice America Network and let's talk football. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You are listening to Bruce the Sports Doc with Dr. Bruce Grossinger. If you have a question or comment about today's program, please call in at 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to bruce at brucethesportsdoc.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome to the final segment of Bruce the Sports Doc. I'm your host, Dr. Bruce Grossinger. And our show deals with the interface between sports and medicine. My practice involves dealing people that are injured on the field of play, in the workplace, and in a variety of other ways, as well as treating some general neurology problems. We cover a lot of ground in our practice, and we'd like to think that we treat patients in a very proactive way, in a down-to-earth way, 
using modern techniques of medicine, and our goal is to try to avoid surgery at all costs. So therefore, if you're one of our listeners and you could get to our office in Ridley Park outside of the Philadelphia airport or in Wilmington, Delaware, we'll give you our numbers one time. 610-521-6063. That's Grossinger Neuropain Specialist. And if you're at Point South, such as in Delaware, adjacent Maryland, or anywhere else where you feel like coming to see us, we'd be happy to see you. Our number is 302-636-0920. We have a courteous staff, and we're happy to take all insurances, and our goal is to get you better. And uh, look forward to seeing you. In this final segment, I'm going to deal with the wrap-up of Week 2 of the NFL season. We've already covered sports injuries in our first segment, and we've also had a fantasy football injection from Spencer the Wizard, our co-host analyst. Plus, we want to thank Wesley Kaminsky, who's a regular contributor to the Bleacher Report. I'm sure many of you follow the Bleacher Report on the net. And we, of course, are an Internet-based radio station at Voice America Sports. We want to again thank our illustrious director, Ray Ellis. Props go out to him, as always. And also, our great production team of Matt, my producer, and I want to say Michael McDonald. And he, of course, was with the Doobie Brothers. But instead, I'm going to say Michael Mitchell, who's always great to deal with our uh, our late-arriving audio segments, and he makes us sound so good. So we want to thank the whole production team. Without any further ado, let's get right into it. A little around the league. We just completed Monday Night Football, an exciting game where Atlanta and Matty Ice Ryan from Philly ices the Denver Broncos 27-21. to The story of this is four first-quarter turnovers by Peyton Manning and the Denver Broncos. Therefore, Atlanta got out to a big 20-7 to lead, and despite Manning's valiant efforts, Atlanta wins at home, as they so often do, 27-21. to San Francisco, the beast of the NFC, rolls over Detroit 27-19. to Pittsburgh rebounds from the initial loss to Denver and puts a hurting on Mark Sanchez and the Jets 27-10. to St. Louis picks up a victory 31-28 over very exciting quarterback for the Washington Redskins, RG3. Seattle dominated at home 27-7 over Dallas. Buffalo rebounding after a very lackluster first week performance against the Jets, doubles up the Chiefs 35-17. Cincinnati in a regional matchup against Cleveland edges out the now winless Brandon Whedon's 34 34- to 27. Andrew Luck picks up first victory 23-20 over Minnesota. Miami shocks the Oakland Raiders. Triples them up 35-13 to at home. Arizona shockingly against New England where New England pulls a late field goal. Pulls it wide left 
and the Arizona team beats New England, shocks them in Foxborough, 20-18. The New, the New York Giants behind record-setting fourth-quarter passing by Eli Manning. That would be 250 yards in the fourth quarter, 510 yards in the game passing, almost eclipsing Phil Simms, but not quite. The Giants roll over Tampa Bay, 41-34, to a major comeback. My home team, Philadelphia Eagles, Michael Vick overcoming a host of errors and turnovers. Actually, nine turnovers in the last two weeks. And they end up winning again by a point, 24-23. Game ball goes to the defense. Particularly the, the, uh, the linebackers, D'Amico Ryans, the cornerbacks, and holding Rice to only 22 yards in the second half and bamboozling Joe Flacco. So, again, Philadelphia with a come-from-behind victory at home, 24-23. to In other news, it looks like the Sean Payton-less Saints could be having a dreadful year following in the footsteps of the Manningless Colts last year, Carolina and the Cam Newtons outlast in a shootout the Saints 35 to 27. Houston rolls over the Jaguars in Jacksonville 27 to 7 and Greed Bay 23 over 10. Doubles up the Bears. And what we look as we finish the second week, we see a lot of teams that are one and one. A lot of teams are up and down. And that makes for an exciting league. That's what the league was looking for when they tried to shoot for parity, is a lot of upsets and a lot of balance and exciting games. Well, certainly week two, we achieved those kind of goals. When I say we, certainly I didn't play at all. I'm just your illustrious host and sports doctor and also your couch warrior. So to summarize our show, for all of you who are tuning late to our show or want to revisit our podcast, we began this week with an around-the-league injury report, and we talked about substantial knee injuries, near-miss concussions, and their effects on the various teams. We then had our middle segments, Spencer the Wizard, and our BleacherReport.com blogger extraordinaire, Wesley Kaminsky. And again, we finished up this week with a brief around-the-league summary from your host, that would be me, Dr. Bruce Grossinger. As always, you want to thank Ray Ellis, Michael Mitchell, our production coordinator. We want to thank our own Matty Ice, my producer, back in the Valley of the Sun in Arizona. And we want to thank all the listeners. We're right in the meat of the NFL season. And when you want to tune in and hear about the latest injury report, and most importantly, you want to have us explain to you really, what do these injuries mean and how do we treat them? That's my job, to interface sports medicine and sports 
and to make it enjoyable and educational at the same time. So, as we roll out our final segment this week, I want to thank everybody for tuning in, and we'll end up with our usual moniker, play safe, but don't come in second place. Thanks for joining the discussion this week on Bruce the Sports Doc. Tune in next Tuesday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time for another edition with Dr. Bruce Grossinger on the Voice America Sports Channel. We'll see you then. We'll see you then.